WQAD Podcast Network. Piping hot and fresh off the grill. Welcome to Let's Taco About Food. Chatting local favorites and hidden gems. Here's your host, Taco Tori. and thank you for listening. I'm Tori Philbin with WQAD. Brandon Carlton from QC Mexican Food is joining me today. Um, I know last time we talked about um, the history of Mexican food and um, the best Mexican food places to eat at and I'm kind of comparing all those. Um, But one thing you might not know about him is um, he's also done some research on the history of Quad City Pizza and done a lot of research on the style and stuff like that. So, um, Brandon, if you want to go ahead and dig yeah. deep right in. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there, you want me to start with the history or the, uh, the markers of the style of Quad City Pizza? Um, first let's start with the style. Okay, um, yeah. in case for those who don't know the Quad Cities, yeah. um, they would like to know what the style of pizza sure. is. Yeah. So there has, have been two different places. One of them is somewhere in Chicago and one is in Arizona that oh. have um, started uh, QC-style pizza restaurants, uh-huh. and they call it that. Um, so, you know, if you go, you know, you can go to wherever and order New York-style pizza. There's a few sure. other places other than the Quad Cities you can go and actually order QC-style pizza. Um, but there are, uh, I think it's five I'm, uh, off the top of my head. There's like five markers of QC-style pizza. Uh-huh. So one is that there's malts in the crust. I was going to say, uh, that's the yeah. only thing I know about Quad City-style yeah. <laughs> pizza, uh, you know. Two is that uh, it's a very specific style of sausage. It's like really fine ground sausage that okay. has fennel in it. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, so that's the second one. Uh, three is that it is um, all the toppings. This is, I've never seen this anywhere else. The toppings are under the cheese. Okay. Usually everywhere else. Uh, people will say uh, deep dish pizza in Chicago. It's kind of, but I've had it. Uh, there's still like, I don't know, it's just a different, uh, that's a whole nother, deep dish pizza is a whole nother thing. Okay, so the, <laughs> the crust is one, two is uh, the sausage, three is that the toppings are under the cheese, four is that there is uh, like, a, they put um, red pepper flakes, I think, in the sauce. If they don't put it in the sauce, the sauce is usually has a little bit of spice to it. Okay. And then uh, five is that it's cut in the long strips. So yes. once down the middle, and then they turn it, and it's cut um, in long perpendicular strips, yes. which is some people, when they move here, they hate it because it's really hard to eat it that way. Uh-huh. Um, it's not cut party style. A lot of people, when I say that, they think it's cut in the squares, mm-hmm. uh, like thin crust Chicago style, but it's not party cut. It's cut in long, thin strips. Um, so those are the five markers of QC style pizza. Awesome. Good to know. Okay, now... Um Go ahead and, or before we start it with the history, um, what would you recommend um, would be the best place to get Quad City style pizza? Uh, So there are, it depends on, um, I I would say to go to Frank's Pizza and Silvis. Okay. And we'll get into the history, but that's the oldest running, most authentic um, QC style pizza. Um, I love, and you go in there. It, you it's a it's like a time warp mm-hmm. you gotta go back in time uh there's like vinyl 
uh, seats and like Formica countertops. It's like you're you're in the 50s or 60s, and there's no cell service. Oh wow! So it really feels like you've like gone back in time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's where I. But so um, and we can get into this too. But then this. Uh, Technically, Happy Joe's is its own style of QC-style pizza Uh because that's its own thing, too. Um, But that's Happy Joe's is the only one that's like Happy Joe's. Um, But for the like the oldest traditional, the one that I just described, those five things, I would recommend going to um, yeah, go to Frank's. Awesome. Um, I had a question about Happy Joe's, but I also had a question about Frank's. I'm going to go ahead and talk about or not a question, but kind of a comment. So if you do go to Frank's and Silvis, then, you know, you can't really go on, you know, Instagram or Snapchat and take a picture of your food and send it because you're not going to have cell service. So yeah. you have to wait to do that when you have to just take a regular picture on your phone and yeah. put it to Instagram later. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to, uh, yeah, you got to pretend like we're living in pre. The prehistoric. Yeah. Not prehistoric, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's really interesting. I'll have to check that out, too. So. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Um, and then also with uh, Happy Joe's, so I've heard um, that Happy Joe lives in the Quad Cities in uh, Bettendorf, I think it is, Davenport yeah. or Bettendorf. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone out to his house or met the owner? I have not met the owner. I've not met, uh, I think it's Joe, I can't remember his last name. I, I think it's even like Witty or Whitey. I have not met him, um, but yeah, I know that he yeah still lives in the area. Awesome. Yeah. In the, I won't get into much of that history, um, but there are a few places in the country that claim that they'd invented taco-style pizza. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or, and uh, Happy Joe's is one of those that, that claim that they invented taco pizza. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. another QC thing when people come here. Is the taco pizza. They, yeah, they hear they have to try the taco pizza. Yeah, Yeah, that, I think that's the first pizza I've tried in the Quad okay. Cities was Happy Joe's taco pizza. And Yeah, what do yeah. you think of it? Did not disappoint at all. It yeah. was really good. Um, yeah. I'm also, yeah, um, their breakfast pizza is also really good, too. Yes. Um, yeah. The veggie one and, you know. Yeah. Because there's, there's also a not veggie option breakfast pizza, too. Yes. Correct? Yeah. 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 There's one that's, like, Southwest. I think that, like, it's, like, a Southwest style. That's the one that's veggie, I think. But the, um, and this is not QC pizza history, but it is a weird QC, or Midwest thing is Casey's Pizza. Yes, Casey's. Yeah, there was yes. Casey's. I, I, I worked in uh, Peoria for a couple of years, too, okay. so I'm familiar with Casey's yes, and yeah. went to school in Monmouth. So, Casey's um, Breakfast Pizza yes. for the win. I think that's better than Happy Joe's. But um, but I think Casey's also has a taco pizza, too. They do. Yeah, yeah that's very, pretty they're good. They're kind of similar uh, styles of pizza. And with yeah. breakfast pizza, do you prefer um, bacon, the bacon pizza, or the sausage pizza? Uh, I usually go bacon. Okay, yeah. yeah. Same. I, I like <laughs> both, but um, I think I, the sausage one is pretty good too i kind of i like the white gravy yes. on the pizza and i yes. think i notice it more eating the sausage one i know that's kind of weird but <laughs> no i can i can see but, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. well because you're used to like biscuits and gravy having sausage in it so it right. feels a little more like a natural pairing yeah sure. so mama Bassa, which we'll get into the history of mama Bassa, they have a frozen breakfast pizza uh-huh and theirs is actually like more of a cheese sauce oh and it's really good too okay um, so if you ever um don't want to leave the house or don't, or get pizza delivered for breakfast. You can get the frozen Mama Bassa breakfast pizza. Uh huh. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's what <laughs> this is. I gotta be honest. I have my own podcast and the sponsors Mama Bassa, so I'm I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna um, be pro Mama Bassa. Go for but, it. Uh, they have 
if you want the breakfast pizza, it's um, not by the other pizza. A lot of times I'll tell people, like, I couldn't find it. It's, like, uh -huh. in another section of the frozen uh, food section when it's by all the other breakfast stuff. Uh -huh. So if you look in the pizza area, you won't, you find, won't find it. it. So that, that's a little tip. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, all right. So um, anything else you wanted to talk about about the pizza before we dig into the history and all the research behind it? Uh, no, no. All Let's right. Let's do it. Take it, take it away. Okay. Uh, so there are – I'm, I'm going to um, – I'll stop and point out the parts that are um, – I have been able to prove with – uh, corroboratory evidence. Okay. You know, so like triangulating multiple pieces of evidence that all say the same thing. And then there's parts of it that I've just heard through word of mouth from people in the industry. Okay. Um, so the, uh, I'll start with this is the, the part that I've heard from people in the industry. Sure. Uh, and this has been um, also, uh, there's a long time, he's retired now, but he, did a lot of research. Uh, Bill Wundrum is his name. Mm -hmm. um, he is. He was a writer for the QC Times, I think. Okay. Um, I think he's like ninety six now. But he um, he did a lot of history and did a lot of writing about QC style pizza. But in particular, he wrote about this place in uh, downtown Rock Island in the district, which is um, now uh, the subway. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you look on the so it's uh, there was a stretch of nightclub bar type um lounge this is in the 40s like these lounge type um i don't know establishments mm -hmm. and some of them were of uh you know maybe like a gentleman club type thing uh but anyway so one of them was called the yankee clipper uh <laughs> and there was next door i think it was the pink panther that was still around i don't think anyone was using it but in the 90s i remember seeing it before it got torn down okay anyway uh and this whole stretch of uh, this is this part isn't folklore or or been passed down. This is you can definitely prove this. But uh, so it was all owned. There was this stretch of like four or five buildings all owned by uh, a woman named Margaret Depaw, and so uh -huh. she. Um, the part that's folklore is that so it's nineteen thirty. This is I don't know if you've. Uh, um, seen the movie Road to Redemption with Tom Hanks? I have not, no. So the Rock Island has a lot of history, like gangster his mob history with Al Capone and the relationship. He would come here from Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and his accountant lived here in Rock Island. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of people think that, that those stretch of buildings were Margaret... It, to think about a woman who owned five nightclubs in the 30s, uh -huh. late 30s, early 40s, sounds a little good, too good to be true. So a lot mm -hmm. of people think that it was a front, a way to launder all the money, uh, that she didn't. She was just the face of it all. Right. Um, anyway, so the Yankee Clipper uh, was a bar that uh, in the back sold pizza. And out of the back of what they called that place was, I think they um, actually bought a section of the building because I think it's like in 19 in the late 1940s in the city records so uh -huh. if you want to look this up you can go to the Rock Island Historical Society and look up the city records they're like phone books okay this is like if <laughs> depending on how old you are you're like I know what you're talking about uh-huh and depending on how if you're on the younger side I'm, I'm sharing this for the younger people because sure. this blew my mind it's like a phone book but it uh it has way more detail 
So like you could look up uh, someone's name and it would tell them your, their address, but also uh -huh. tell you what they did for a living. Oh, interesting. So you could find, uh, you could kind of, and then also you could look up by address and it would tell you what was at that address. Wow. So you can look up, okay, there was the Yankee Clipper at this address that showed uh -huh. up in this year. And at the same time, uh, Margaret DePaz showed up and it says she owned that owner of this play, right? So you could kind of like cross-reference. Uh -huh. um, so in the late 40s, you started seeing this place called the Paddock Club, the okay. Paddock Club Pizzeria. And so they started selling pizza um, right next to the Yankee Clipper in the late 40s. And this is really important to point out. The Harris Pizza says that they're the original. Mm -hmm. Harris Pizza does not show up in the city records until like the, I think, 66 or 67. Oh, wow. So okay. almost 20 years before, uh, and they actually are all tied together, and I'll, I'll cover all that, but about 20 years before, there was pizza being sold in the Quad Cities. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some people that think even before that, in the 30s, there was a grocery store that sold pre-made pizzas mm -hmm. from a, as an Italian immigrant. Uh, it was like an older lady who sold pizza in Italy and moved here and started selling out of a grocery store, which is now where Acapulco is at in Rock Island. Okay. Um, I think I've heard of, I heard yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, this is, I told you I was going to get uh, nerdy about all this. History. Hey, that, that, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So that, um, there was three guys and this is, um, John Basso who started Mama Basso Pizza. Mm hmm um, he wrote in the 50s, I think. No, yeah, he wrote down all this history. It's like a handwritten letter-looking thing uh -huh. that explains this, and I've seen it. It belongs in a museum. It's not. It's just in a file cabinet at Mama Basso somewhere. Um, so there's three guys who owned or who operated Paddock Club, and they all were Italian immigrants. Uh -huh. And one of them, uh, who is unnamed in this document, um, well, so they came under uh, like some tax evasion issues. And so one of them was missing Italy and wanted to go home. Uh -huh. And so he made it seem like he was the owner. And so he got deported. Oh. The other two people, one was named Tony uh -huh. and one was named Frank. Okay. They went and started their own pizza places. One was Tony's Pizzeria, uh -huh. and one was Frank's Pizzeria, which is in Silvis. Okay. Um, which is still operating today. But you can see the very clear in the city records when Paddock Club stops one, one year, and then the next year for the city record, you see Tony's and you see Frank's. Uh, it was called, Frank's was Club Napoli, and then Tony was Club Capri. So it was like, okay. this was a thing in the 50s and 60s sure. to have it be like, the, it was not just pizza, it was also like a nightclub type feel. Um, so what ended up happening was John Basso bought uh, Club Capri, Tony's, mm -hmm. uh, and called it Mama Basso's Club Capri, or Basso's Club Capri, and then eventually that became Mama Basso. Um, and then, so that was in Moline. That building's not there anymore. Uh, they tore it down to build the Arsenal uh, Bridge, um, the, the exit ramp in downtown Moline. Uh, but so that's kind of the, um, from the 40s to the 60s, there was, that's kind of the trajectory of what was happening in the pizza world. And then from there, uh, so um, Harris had a liquor store, and this is another you can see in the city records, in the mm -hmm. exact same place where the pizza place is at now in Rock Island, Harris Number 1 is what they technically call it. Mm -hmm. um, 
it was a liquor store. It said Harris's Harris Liquor. Okay. And then there was a clear cut spot where it stopped saying Harris Liquor and it started saying Harris Pizzeria. Uh huh. And I think it's sixty six or sixty seven is when that started. Um, even though on their website they say they started in seventy two, I think is what it says. But um, so yeah, and from there, uh, Lenny Harris was his name, and Lenny Harris is um, I'm not. I obviously didn't know him, but what I know about him is that he was a very uh, disagreeable person, and I don't think that was a, a bad thing. I think he was like a very like passionate, fiery type of person, mm-hmm. which made him very hard to work for. But what we, while Harris Pizza was not the original, we do have Lenny Harris to thank for QC style pizza being what it is. So at that point in time in the '60s, there was four or five places. I think by then. Uh, sluggers maybe had already started Um, but there uh, was the reason why I think there's 40 over 40 QC style pizza places in the Quad Cities and there's about 10 of them that were started by someone who used to work for Lenny Harris Wow! (laughs) so he would hire (laughs) he would hire a manager or a main like pizza cook chef and they wouldn't get along and mm-hmm. then they'd say I'm leaving and they would go start they take the recipe and they would go start their own so that happened at least I think it's like I want to say it's around 10 times that that happened okay and so that's why there's been such a spread of so many places making what tastes like the exact same kind of this, pizza awesome yeah. like, that's really that's really a very interesting yeah thing to learn you know there there's the Yankee Clipper is really uh so I don't know if you know this or if you've even heard of this or seen this movie. It's called The Blues Brothers. Yes. 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 Okay. So uh, John Belushi uh, was in The Blues Brothers. He said that they decided because uh, in the movie they say they're from Rock Island, Illinois. Right. I re- yep. I remember that. <laughs> he says that they're f- he in an interview. He said he decided or they picked Rock Island because. Uh, John Belushi is from Chicago, but he had heard of the folklore from Chicago of the Yankee Clipper, and it was, like, the coolest place to be. Uh Uh-huh. They would, um, and so that, like, that is part of the reason why um, I I think there's, like, this, I don't know, amazing history of, like, the pizza part of it, I think, was there. And, like, so, in a way, QC-style pizza uh, we have to thank for John Belushi picking Rock Island for those characters to be from. That sounds kind of familiar, actually, and now that you mention that, because um, whenever I see a movie, I usually like to um, do a little research on that, too, yeah. and I think I came across that when I um, read about the Blues Brothers, and like, because yeah. I like learning about the, you know, like, trivia behind the movies, too, yeah. and, yeah. like, why they say certain things, and why they do certain things, yeah. that kind of thing, so. Uh, and there's also some interesting history, so I don't know if you know, so we had, in Rock Island, there is, um, where Circa 21 is at, is mm-hmm. a theater, yeah. but if you go in, in downtown Davenport, there's, like, uh, the call ballroom, there's the Capitol Theater, there's the Adler Theater, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a few I'm missing. They had the, um, the market for like having these big theaters uh-huh. or where like really big time acts like um like Aretha Franklin and people like that would come or whoever I, right. I mean, maybe that's a, a, I'm in the wrong era I don't know but these I, big like jazz and R&B type uh, legends from like the 40s and 50s would mm-hmm. come to Davenport right however right. there was all of the uh 
nightclubs and bars were in Rock Island. And the reason being is because in the 40s and 50s on Saturday, uh, Sundays, Iowa was a dry state. Uh-huh. So these big acts would come in and perform on Saturday night to get done around midnight. And they'd have to take, at the time, they'd have to take the ferry over. Centennial mm-hmm. Bridge wasn't there yet. Sure. They'd have to take the ferry over to Rock Island where they would come and, like, hang out until whatever, 3 or 4 a.m. in uh-huh. Rock Island so they could drink. So there's a lot of that. Because they would all come over and hang out at the Yankee Clipper, that was another reason why I think that um, it was, like, it had so much, uh, like, allure to it for people from Chicago because it was, like, the place to go hang out and run into these big legends Sure. You know, that are drinking on Sunday morning at you know, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It kind of makes me think, too, you know, um, just like a night like today, if, um, like, if people go out to drink and then, you know, and you can just go get pizza to eat, you know, after, like, um, but I know people would probably order pizza because I know bars would close, bars close at, like, 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Um, so some pizza places, you know, would stop delivery you know, at that time, but yeah. I know some people would probably get the munchies after a night out. <laughs> yeah. It kind of thinks, uh, takes uh, me back to college days too, you know, yeah. like, um, there are a lot of pizza places in Monmouth where I went to school. Okay. Um, I don't think they were like the, like Quad City style pizza per se. Um, I think, um, maybe one place was, but, um, but I know there were a lot of different places, you know, yeah. but only, uh, one or two would be open, kind of late you know so yeah so that's where um that we we went back in time and now we go to present day uh opening in 2018 was low pies in davenport Uh uh-huh uh or maybe it was 2019 even no they opened 2019 um they uh are the only late night pizza place and they're not qc style pizza Uh however i think they they hold some pride in knowing that they're another pizza place in the quad cities um but that's a late night so if you're listening and you're like oh it's 2 a.m i think they actually they close at 2 a.m so i guess oh it's 1 a.m and i'm on a weekend and i'm hungry and want pizza you can go get pizza by the slice at low pies in davenport it's really good pizza too Awesome, yeah. And yeah. there's so many pizza places in the Quad Cities, it seems like, and Low Pies is the only one that's kind of... Yeah, yeah, and they're, like, they're different. It's kind of a little bit more like New York-style pizza, too, which I really like. Awesome, yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that out, too. So if you're listening, <laughs> and if you're in the Quad Cities, go check out Low Pies. <laughs> yes, there's so much uh, good pizza in the Quad Cities, that's for sure. Awesome. Um, and then is there any other um, kind of food for thought that you had any closing thoughts about? The pizza? Um, no, not really. I guess I, I think that um, everybody, I, I just love the, uh, I guess, tell people about this podcast. Because I just love the, the, and it's kind of like, as I was doing this research, kind of took not the fun out of it, but like, there's just so much fun in arguing about the best QC style pizza. Mm-hmm. That's like, a, if you grew up here, that's just like a thing. Everyone has their favorite um, but, and also they all say they know who the original is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of debate. Um, and so I now, I feel like I've, I don't know if I've for sure settled the debate, uh-huh. but I think I know in the city records that Frank's and Tony shows up first and then Harris a couple of years later. So, and then Tony's isn't around anymore. So I think the debate is at least settled once and once and for all that the original or the longest lasting mm-hmm. uh, establishment is Frank's Pizza and Silvis. Um, 
So yeah, I don't know. I think that that's my, my closing thoughts. Yeah, that's interesting too. Just going back to uh, city records and how detailed they were back then. Yeah. And like it would say, like the address and you know who owned this, what was there. You yeah. know. But I mean, no matter what your job was, so like if you mm -hmm. were, it would say like you know uh, whatever, um, Joe Johnson, janitor. Yeah. You know, like oh, that your, too. Yeah. yeah like sure. Put your your uh, line of work in there. Yeah. Uh, which is really. I mean, now, of course, phone books were, aren't, aren't a thing. I mean, they are, but no one uses no, them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, like, the thing back then, you could have all that information. Mm -hmm. And they were, I mean, they're really big, thick books, too. Um, but, yeah, I would, uh, I mean, I encourage people to go to the, look up your family history and look up, like, you can sure. look up, you know, what it says about your parents or your grandparents. Um, or even, like, you could look back and see who lived in your house that you live in because it has it by address too. Mm -hmm. So it'll tell you everyone that lived there by, by the address. Um, yeah, it's really interesting history. And I think that uh, we, as you get older, at least is my experience, you you start to care a little bit more. I think when I was 25, I didn't care about the history of the Quad Cities. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm starting to realize there's a lot of unique history. Um, and it gives me a real big like sense of pride to, uh, to be from the Quad Cities. That's awesome, yeah, and and that not that I I like the Quad Cities for sure, but you know, just learning about all this history makes me like it even more, you know. Yeah, it's very it's a lot of history, a lot of history than I thought there would be. So, yeah, it's very yeah. On the surface, a lot of people, um, I even people who grew up here think it's a boring place to live, and it's like there's just so much like really cool history. Exactly, yeah, so many different places to eat, and yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I did have one more thing, too. Um, I also saw on um, that you also did a blog on the top five French fry places <laughs> yes. in the Quad Cities, yes. which I think is pretty interesting. Like, the topic is interesting to begin with because, you know, you would kind of think French fries is just right. are just kind of a staple, like a yeah. side staple, you know. But, um, but there's some restaurants, like, you know, that are special for them. Yeah. And, um, like, the Euro, Dr. Euros, is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. they have so many fries and all the places that you talked about. So it was Dr. Euro's, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, tip, I tip my hand a little bit uh, that I'm from Rock Island because four of the five were in Rock Island. I didn't even notice it. I was going to ask you about that, you know. Someone, I, someone mentioned it before I posted it. Uh, someone was helping me edit it, and I was like, oh, you're right. But then I thought about it. And I genuinely, I couldn't think of a place that had better fries that was, you know, to like move one of the ones in Rock Island off the list. Um, but yeah, like you said, fries are, um, they're taken for granted a lot of times. People mm -hmm. just, okay, cut up some potatoes or get frozen potatoes and throw them in a, a fryer and that's that. Um, they usually don't get a lot of thought put into them. Mm -hmm. So the places, um, and I, who doesn't love French fries? So, yeah, I, exactly. I was noticing that there's some places that have better fries than others. You also notice if you read the list, and I can go over it right off the top of my head, I can try, but it's a lot of natural cut fries. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Euros actually is not natural cut fries. They kind of have a lightly battered fry. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Roosters is, um, I think, number two, if I remember right. Yeah. I know I think, they're I in there, uh, but that's a natural cut. Okay. Peewees, also Rock Island, also uh -huh. natural cut. Um, and then, um, I don't know, 
I'm trying to think of uh, the other ones. I know that, uh, oh, Ribco. Ribco, yes. Oh, my gosh. Ribco is, yeah, so that's. Rock uh, Island Brewing Company, right? Yes, also Natural Cut. I put it in the article on the blog, but, like, I love their fries so much. One time I was making a video for QCMexicanFood.com, and we were like, we got to give Ribco a shout-out about their fries. So we we made, like, a a side trip in that video to go to Ribco. Um, so those are the four in Rock Island. Right. All four. And then I don't know. I can't remember. What I think the... it was a Rudy's. Was it in Davenport? Rubies. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. So Rubies attached to Low Pies. Actually, we were talking about earlier. Oh, they nice. um, they uh, have similar fries to Dr. Euros. They're like lightly battered. Uh, a couple of runner ups I know is like Cavanaugh's on Rock Island up by Augie, which is also natural cut. Uh-huh. Uh I also really like crinkle cut fries. Riverhouse and Moline. Yeah, crinkle cut fries are good, yes. Riverhouse and Moline has really good crinkle cuts. They're super crispy, which is one of the main things I look for in a fry. Uh-huh. And then uh, also, believe it or not, Los Primos uh, has really good crinkle cut fries. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I think I, a lot of people wanted me to mention Steel Plow. Steel Plow is good, too, but they come in the silver tin, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you're referencing the blog where yeah they they stand them up in that little yep. oversized uh, bangle bracelet uh, <laughs> and put it on the plate. Yeah, them and what's the uh, um, central standard? That pl- yeah. What both of those places do, I really don't like, is they you can get the um, the leftovers of all the other fries is what they give you. Like mm-hmm. so, they combine. It's a combination of like. Uh, oh, like waffle fries and sweet waf- potato fries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, if you want w- one specifically, you have to pay more for it. Which then oh. they so then they have like five fries left from a batch, and they put it in the combination. So okay. if you order the ones that just come with it, you're getting old fries anyway. Right. Uh, it makes me mad. However, <laughs> I think it's Steel Plow that has truffle fries. Uh huh. Now those. Yes. Are, uh, yes. Yeah, those are fresh because they have to make them fresh, and those are really. Um, really good also in the fry family is cheese curds Mm -hmm. and central standard and steel plow both have great cheese curds however the best ones best cheese curds in the quad cities are at ruby's in my opinion okay yeah so i'll have to check ruby's out too and ruby's has the best wings in my opinion okay so if you go to ruby's get the korean barbecue wings if you like wings uh their fries and then get appetizer the cheese curds Uh and you're going to be getting like some of the best like three best things in the Quad Cities all in one place. Awesome. Yeah. Um, going off topic a little bit um, yeah. with Steel Plow and Central Standard. Um, yeah, I don't know if like you know anything about this, but I was kind of curious too because I've been to both those places a few times um, yeah. because of their milkshakes. Yes. Their unique milkshakes, yeah. you know. Um, do you know anything about the history behind those or what? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know about the movement in the food industry that has been brought along by Instagram, mm-hmm. which is you have to make the most attractive looking thing. So that's like, right. that's all about presentation for those. I, um, they're kind of hard to consume. I don't know. They're like really messy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also, I just, I like, I do like ice cream, mm-hmm. but when I go to those places, I, by the time I'm done eating my meal, I'm usually like. I can't even think about getting ice cream. And yeah. especially it's such like a large serving. I mean, you're supposed to split it, I think, with multiple people. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I don't know about anything other than I just know that they're driven from the Instagram world of having really like... Like the appeal. 
Yeah, of being able to, you don't see anything else coming from photos coming from those places other than those sure. ice cream like mugs or whatever they are. The, uh, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, it's like you have to, you know, if you order something else like food, you have to maybe like order like a smaller portion so you can eat the shake. Yeah. But it's nice that they have um, to-go cups too at both places so you can take your shake home too. Yes. So yeah. that's nice. Um, sometimes yeah. I go with my girlfriends to either one of those places and I'll take a shake home and I'll, or I'll take the shake with me to work yeah. right after we go out. So oh, it'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. nice little, <laughs> good little pick me up, you know, for, for yeah. the graveyard shift. Yeah. A nice little 4 a.m. milkshake. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen, um, the steel plow's newest shake of the month? No. It's like a, it's like a cookie fanatic one. Oh, um, gosh. I'll, sh- I'll pull up a picture, but I'll describe it, you know, it being a podcast. <laughs> Can't really see the picture of the shake. Get but out your phone, look up, look up their Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, let's look up their Instagram, Steel Plow. I, I don't remember the full name of it, but I think it's called Steel Plow or Steel Plow Quad City, something like that. Yeah. Um, but they, but their shake of the month is cookie jar. So there's um, there's a bunch of different cookies, Oreo cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, uh, wow. Even some marshmallows on there, too, it looks like. Um, it kind of looks like a s'mores milkshake, if you will, but okay. just a lot of cookies. So and very <laughs> chocolatey. Looks yeah. pretty good. I'll have to try that. Um, and yeah, and then I just had one more question about the fries too. Would you ever do a blog on um, which restaurants have the best unique fries, like um, truffle fries, or I don't know about like Ross's yeah. Diner, and they have the Magic Mountain yeah. fries. Yeah. So that's a I I I got into that with uh, the first blog. I realized that like I had to narrow it down because mm-hmm. and just talk about standard fries uh yeah because there's so many different types of like iterations on fries uh, whether it's poutine mm-hmm. or like r- the magic mountain which is kind of uh yeah similar to poutine in a way but then um yeah uh, and what's waf- on the what's on the magic mountain again for those who don't know okay yeah so magic mountain is uh starts off with a piece of white bread and mm-hmm. the, so this is like a yeah, this is a big, giant plate of food. So it starts off with a uh, slice of white bread, mm-hmm. and then they uh, pile high uh, a mountain of French fries. Uh-huh. And then they put cheese sauce on that. And they usually put ground beef. Um, and then you can add different things to it, um, kind of like if you're familiar with Waffle House, you can you know order it different ways. Um, so you can get... Um, onion on chopped onion on uh-huh. top i think you can get jalapenos i think you can get um i don't know there's a lot of different things but sure. you could also get a mountain range okay yeah when i was younger and was out uh, you know late at night we would go there and we'd get a mountain range which is two piles wow yeah that's a lot of fries. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean you know you're, you've been out and you've been having uh whatever having some fun you want to go and just eat unhealthy food um, but yeah, so that's a, a magic mound. But yeah, there's so many different types of takes on fries, specialty things, even waffle fries. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Hungry Hobo, a local place that makes great waffle fries. Oh, yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we said it, truffle fries. Yeah, there's a lot of, and then you get sidewinders, which is this new thing that people love. I think I've heard of, I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, it's a style of French fry yeah. that is like per, becoming popular for some reason. Um, and then you have steak fries, mm-hmm. which I don't enjoy. But, yeah, uh, 
They're oh. not, they're not, I mean, they're good, but they're, I don't want to say, I mean, they're not my favorite fries, yeah. but they are good, you know. I mean, it's a fried potato. Mm-hmm. Sure that you put salt and ketchup on, it's going to be hard to dislike it. But, yeah, that's at the bottom of my list. Um, But people love, uh, if you like that, people love Uncle Pete's, uh, which is another Euro place. Uh, People love uh, their steak fries. And where where is that? Uh, It's in Moline, kind of over by Moline High School, up on the Avenue of the City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and so many places to check out, you know. Like I said, so many different food, like restaurants in the Quad Cities that – you probably didn't even think of. There's more than you can think of. So yeah, interesting. I know we talked a little bit more about some other topics. Um, were there any other food for thoughts or any <laughs> any other? Oh, I just thoughts? got it. The food for thought. Uh, no, <laughs> other than yeah, eat local, support local. Um, every time you think about going to um, not, there's anything wrong with these places. I like these places, but a uh, Chili's or an Applebee's. Um, there is a Sippy's uh, mm-hmm. waiting for your business, too. Well, Applebee's, um, you know, and, and like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, any of those, you can go pretty much anywhere. That's right. That's yeah. why it's like if I'm like if I want to go like if I wanted to take a trip to the Quad Cities, let's say I didn't live here or or just go anywhere. You know, I would rather eat local, too, because, like I said, you can go pretty much anywhere for yeah. a chain. So I think, yeah, like supporting uh, local businesses is I think yeah. is pretty important. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, usually needing s- support, too. So, um, yeah. And that means that you might pay a little bit more, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have their price a little higher, but I think it's worth it. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's um, enjoy your um, your neighbor and what they're making at their restaurant. You know what I mean? There's sure. something special to that. Awesome. Well, Brandon Carlton from QC Mexican Food, thank you for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Have a great day.